centered at the bottom of the last page of a Bible I own, you'll find the words, the end. The story of mankind, the earth, and its universe comes to an abrupt end. The word universe or universe means one story, one verse, one word, literally God's word, but it all ends. In Genesis 1-1, the very beginning of the Bible, it reads, In the beginning. In all the pages from the first to the last, the history of man, his fall, God's plan of salvation, how to navigate this world and to avoid all its hidden deadly traps is clearly mapped out. This global human experience will soon end. Our natural lives also have a beginning and an end. There is a book where our individual story is recorded, centered at the bottom of the last page is written, The End. Our earthly record is being penned in real time. When we stand before God, the question of all questions will be how we responded to God's invitation to become part of His family. To become part of His family, one must be born into it. Jesus calls it born again. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you been born again? Have you yet to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, repent of, and turn from your sins? Consider Revelations twenty twelve through 15. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Today can be your day of salvation, no matter how hopeless you think your situation is. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God said, Psalm 33, verse 6, verse 6, excuse me. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Proverbs 3, 19. The, the Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. God said, Proverbs chapter 8, 22 through 31, speaking of wisdom, it reads, The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth when there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world, 
When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth. When he established the clouds above. When he strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment. When he appointed the foundations of the earth. Then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. God said, Hebrews eleven three through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Man said the concept that the God of the Bible spoke the earth and its universe into existence with words is truly asinine. Now the record. Either all we see materialized from basically nothing and developed via the process of evolution over eons of time, or there was an abrupt appearance, six days abrupt, an abrupt appearance of the universe where someone bigger than you or I made it all. And imagine that this somebody bigger than you and I then left the blueprint on how he did it and how his children can apply his creation principles to all things of this life. Of course, that blueprint is the Holy Bible. We did not evolve from some mysterious primordial soup, but rather were actually made in the image and likeness of our glorious God. On God said, man said, you'll find numerous features concerning the godlike brain between our ears. A few paragraphs from the God said, man said feature, you choose the image of God versus amoeba dung. It follows. Evolution's doctrine of the survival of the fittest and that time, chance, and need makes all things possible will once again be knocked on its ear. The September 2017 edition of Acts and Facts published a feature by Dr. J.P. Tompkins titled, The Human Brain is Beyond Belief. The subhead reads, We found the world that we had never imagined. There are tens of millions of these objects, even in a small speck of the brain up through seven dimensions. In some networks, we even found structures with up to 11 dimensions. Paragraphs from that feature follow. In 2010, a group of Stanford University scientists published a new visualization technique based on targeting individual proteins involved in transmitting electrical brain signals. This technology allowed for previously unknown levels of multidimensional assessment of synapse complexity and diversity. Researchers discovered that a single synapse is like a computer's microprocessor containing both memory, storage, and information processing features. The previous oversimplified belief was that synapses acted like basic on-off switches, but nothing could be further from the truth since the brain acts more like a quantum computer than a digital computer. Just one synapse alone can contain about 1,000 molecular-scale microprocessor units acting in a quantum computing environment. An average healthy human brain contains some 200 billion nerve cells connected to one another through hundreds of trillions of synapses. To put this in perspective, one of the researchers revealed that the study's results showed a single human brain has more information processing units than all the computers, routers, and internet connections 
on Earth. Yet another recent discovery revealed incredible levels of memory storage in the human brain. Terry Sijnowski, a leading scientist on the research paper, stated, This is a real bombshell in the field of neuroscience. Dr. Sejnowski, perhaps also unwittingly, framed the results using design-based thinking when he explained, We discovered the key to unlocking the design principle for how hypocampal neurons function with low energy but high computation power. Our new measurements of the brain's memory capacity increased conservative estimates by a factor of 10 to at least a petabyte in the same ballpark as the World Wide Web. It's overwhelmingly clear that evolution as a theory has failed to explain the complexity of the brain. It's entirely unsupportable that this organ, containing spectacular levels of processing capacity, efficiency, memory, storage capabilities up to 11 dimensions of structure for a single information process, and dual electrical photonic communication could have evolved by sheer chance. The brightest human engineers cannot come up with even anything close to this level of ingenuity. End of quote. Dr. Schwartz, in his book, The G-Period, O-Period, D-Period Experiments, has now come to the revelation that the brain is bigger than the universe. The following paragraphs are from his book. Before we can appreciate the extraordinary capacity of the mind to guide, organize, and design— we must come to understand the profound potential of the mind to envision and imagine. The capacity of the human mind to envision its apparent infinite potential is as vast as the universe itself. Moreover, the mind is ultimately beyond anything we have yet witnessed in the physical universe. The mind's inherent potential not only goes beyond anything it has seen to date in the physical world, its potential goes beyond anything it can currently imagine. It can even be demonstrated through simple experiments that your mind's potential is bigger, in fact, much bigger than the universe itself. Which is greater in scope, the currently known physical universe or the human mind that contemplates it? Yes, yes, the universe is outrageously larger than our material body. This is an obvious physical fact. However, the scope of our mind is extraordinarily larger than the known physical universe. This is a less obvious psychological fact, but a fact worth remembering and celebrating. It is the key to awakening to the power of our minds and their role in the cosmos. The truth is, no one knows what the actual potential of the mind is, because whatever greatness we have already achieved as a species suggests that there is no apparent limitation to the mind's ultimate potential, end of quote. Remember, we have God's brain power between our ears. We were made in his likeness and image. God does not do magic. God is true science. Science simply means knowledge, and the source of all knowledge is God. When the world's scientists begin to understand an issue, they are, or should be, shocked to know that children of faith are already there. God created all things utilizing wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. The Bible teaches us that he accomplished this through a marvelous feat with his words. God is a spirit. All physical things have been made by the invisible God. Physical does not make spiritual. 
We are directed to pursue godliness, meaning to be like God. The redeemed are directed to follow His example, and the spoken word, our spoken word, is absolutely central to our success or the lack thereof. It is a requirement to be like God. The very first act of the redeemed, the very first godlike act, is to speak oneself into existence with words, God's words. Romans 10.10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Consider the use of words in Mark 11.22 and 23. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. How about Proverbs 18.21? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. God is the Word. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus' name is the Word of God, Revelation nineteen thirteen. Everything you see and touch was created by the invisible God out of that which is invisible with His words. Check out the following excerpts from the God Said, Man Said feature, Quantum Physics Meets the Words of God. Many scientists are initially perplexed when they discover that the smallest building blocks of life are particles that deny Newtonian materialistic explanations. It is at this juncture that the theory of quantum physics is employed. Keep firmly in mind that you and everything you see have been spoken into existence out of that which is invisible by the words of God. Everything is made out of God's words. If this biblical principle is true, then we should find evidence everywhere, and we do. Today's scientific minds continue to confirm the Word of God that was written thousands of years ago, secrets that only the Creator Himself could know. Bruce H. Lipton, Ph.D., a stem cell biologist who taught at the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine, performed pioneering studies at Stanford University, and authored and co-authored numerous books made some telling statements in his book, The Biology of Belief. We have lifted the following excerpts for your perusal. Excerpt number one. No, there has not been a printing mistake. Atoms are made out of invisible energy, not tangible matter. So in our world, material substance, matter, appears out of thin air. Kind of weird when you think about it. Here you are holding this physical book in your hands, Yet if you were to focus on the book's material substance with an atomic microscope, you would see that you are holding nothing. Excerpt number two. Fortunately, leaders in the field, such as Johns Hopkins University physicist Richard Kahn Henry, are addressing the misperceptions about the perceived primacy of the material world. Henry offered an elegantly simple definition on the true nature of the universe— the universe is immaterial, mental, and spiritual. Live and enjoy. Excerpt number three. The reality of a quantum universe reconnects with Descartes' took apart. Yes, the mind, energy, arises from the physical body just as Descartes thought. However, 
Our new understanding of the universe's mechanics shows us how the physical body can be affected by the immaterial mind. Thoughts, the mind's energy, directly influence how the physical brain controls the body's physiology. Thought, energy, can activate or inhibit the cell's function producing proteins via the mechanics or constructive and destructive interference described in the previous chapter. Excerpt number four. The fact is that harnessing the power of your mind can be more effective than the drugs you have been programmed to believe you need. The research I discussed in the last chapter found that energy is a more efficient means of affecting matter than chemicals. Excerpt number five. The brain's function is to coordinate the dialogue of signal molecules within the community. Consequently, in a community of cells, each must acquiesce control to the informed decisions of its awareness authority, the brain. The brain controls the behavior of the body's cells, end of quote. Finally, Dr. Lipton writes, Biological behavior can be controlled by invisible forces, including thought. What then are Dr. Lipton and the others saying? One, atoms appear out of thin air. Two, the universe is not material, it is mental and spiritual. Three, thoughts, silent words, can activate or inhibit the cell's function-producing proteins. Four, harnessing the power of your mind, which are words, can be more effective than drugs. Number five, each of your 50 trillion-plus cells must acquiesce control to the brain. And number six, biological behavior can be controlled by invisible forces, including thoughts, which are words. What is perplexing to so many scientists is fully explained in the Bible. All things have been spoken into existence out of that which is invisible by God's only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Science, employing the most sophisticated atomic microscopes, concludes that the universe is immaterial, it is mental and spiritual. Science, welcome aboard. God's handiwork is a product of His wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. When I speak the Word of God mixed with faith, physical things are directly affected. Neurologist Dr. Andrew Newberg, in his book, How God Changes Your Brain, writes, If you strongly believe in something, in other words, if you have enough faith in yourself, you will stimulate both your immune system and your motivational system into action, end of quote. When that faith is placed in God, everything changes. Dr. Newberg discusses findings concerning words and how they can actually change the physical structure of the brain. Our research has led us to the following conclusions. 1. Each part of the brain constructs a different perception of God. 2. Every human brain assembles its perceptions of God in uniquely different ways, thus giving God different qualities of meaning and value. Number 3. Spiritual practices, even when stripped of religious beliefs, enhance the neural functioning of the brain in ways that improve physical and emotional health. Number 4. Intense, long-term contemplation of God and other spiritual values appears to permanently change the structure of those parts of the brain that control our moods, give rise to our conscious notions of self, and shape our sensory perceptions of the world. Number five, contemplative practices strengthen a specific neurological circuit that generates peacefulness, social awareness, and compassion for others, 
End of quote. This principle is written many times in the Scriptures. An excellent example is Romans 12, 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The renewing of your mind with God's words literally transforms your brain, your mind, your life, and your eternity. Dr. Gary E. Schwartz is a professor of psychology, medicine, neurology, psychiatry, and surgery at the University of Arizona and director of its Laboratory for Advances in Consciousness and Health. After receiving his doctorate from Harvard University, he served as professor of psychology and psychiatry at Yale University, director of the Yale Psychophysiology Center, and co-director of the Yale Behavioral Medical uh, Medicine Clinic, before moving to Arizona in 1988, he has published more than 400 scientific papers and co-edited 11 academic books. He is the author of The Afterlife Experiments and The Truth About Medium and co-author of The Living Energy Universe. The book, The G-Period, O-Period, D-Period Experiments, written by Schwartz and Simon records, in a most remarkable series of recent studies, William Tiller, Professor Emeritus from Stanford University and his colleagues have been documenting how mental intentions can be imprinted in an electronic device that then alters the structure of systems even when the devices are shipped and tested thousands of miles from where they were imprinted. In my favorite example, Tiller and colleagues have the devices imprinted with the intention that the pH of water will be increased. They then ship the devices, along with control devices not imprinted with intention, across the country for blind testing in the laboratory. The imprinted devices, when placed near water, produce an alteration in the pH of water as recorded by a computer. The control, the control devices excuse me, did not. Tiller proposes that the mind is the original and ultimate organizing process. This parallels what the physicist Gerald L. Schroeder, Ph.D., author of The Science of God, proposes in the quote that introduces this chapter. These are indeed paradigm-shaking experiments whose implications change our visions of everything. End of quote. Dr. Schwartz said he quoted physicist and author Dr. Gerald L. Schroeder at the beginning of the chapter from which we lifted the excerpt above. Dr. Schroeder's statement follows. Changing one's paradigm is not easy. Millennia passed before humankind discovered that energy is the basis of matter. It may take a few more years before we prove that wisdom and knowledge are the basis of and can actually create energy, which in turn creates matter. End of quote. God does not do magic but created all that you see with words, words laden with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Science, once again, is knock-knock-knocking at heaven's door. On the other side of that door, they'll find the children of faith. God told us how he did it. God tells us how to do it. Imagine God's words create and change physical things. Fill your mind and body with God's creation words. Be transformed. 
God said, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. God said, Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, Proverbs 3, 19, The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. God said, Proverbs 8, 22, verses 22 through 31, uh, dealing with wisdom, and it says, the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth, and my delights were with the sons of men." God said, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Man said, the concept that the God of the Bible spoke the earth and its universe into existence with words is truly asinine. Now you have the record.